good morning church in a minute you are going to sit down let me start this morning by asking you what looks like a funny question what time is it what time is it bibles if you look at the clock it says 10:08. but pastor said the time to favor israel is now the time to favor nigeria is now the time to favor you and i is now the time to favor our children is now the time to favor our business is now the time to favor our finances is now if you believe that shout a big hallelujah in that quest we'll be examining one verse of scripture and it's found in first chronicles 12 32 first chronicles 12 32 and we're going to read together then we sit down one two three go it says of the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do their chiefs were 200 and all their brethren were at their command amen please be seated i'm just going to go through it thank you pastor etefia pastor love etefia christian love etefia thank you now i'm going to go through this very quickly because of what we have to do today now Issachar is the name of the ninth son of jacob we know jacob had 12 sons and the 12 sons represented the 12 tribes of israel now nothing significant was said about Issachar. nothing i checked the bible i looked nothing except that he was from the tribe of israel there was a story behind his conception but that story is for another day the bible also tells us that he had four children but of interest to us this morning very quickly lies the descendants referenced in first chronicles 12 32. the bible makes us to understand that they had an understanding of the times they had an understanding of the time and not only that the understanding was enough for them to know what israel ought to do and let's stop there for a moment as uneventful as the particular ancestry of Issachar was something stood them out for mention in the bible and this fact was that they knew had an understanding of the times and they knew what Israel ought to do. The question this morning I ask you, Grace Assembly, as children of God, how much understanding are we displaying of the times that we are in? How much understanding do we have of the season that we are in? How much understanding are we giving to what is coming from this pulpit? If we take the word of God and we mix it with faith, in anticipation we get results. The reason why many of us are lacking is because we are trivializing the word of God. We do not understand the season that you are in. We do not understand the times that you are in. If you live in a temperate country there is a clothing for a season if you are in winter if you go and dress as if you are in summer you will die of what cold 
if you are in summer and you dress as if you are going for winter you will die of heat my last trip pastor gave me a coat of many colors I shouldn't have said that Yeah, the pastors will now want to gang up against me <laughs> he gave me a nice jacket nice one an autumn but more for autumn than summer but guess what because I was proud of it I wore it in summer <laughs> if you do not know the times if you do not have an understanding of the time that you are in you are bound to miss it may that not be our portion in the name of Jesus do we even know what God expects us to be doing for Nigeria at this time whether we like it or not there is a battle for the soul of this nation you know, and one of the things that really upsets me when Christians say that it does not matter. When Christians say it is okay. It is not okay. The people who are warring for this nation, they are not asleep at night and then we as Christians, we are asleep at night. The people who are warring for this nation, they are congregating they are aggregating their power so that they can usurp the plan of God for this nation and yet we Christians we seem powerless in the face of what they are doing may that not be our portion in the name of Jesus by this message Christians we will know what time it is and we will arise to what God has called us to do did I hear an amen amen Never before has there been the need for Christians to rise and defend the integrity of our nation like now. Every day our nation seems to be sinking further and further into an abyss. And yet we parade ourselves as Christians. We have unknown soldiers. We have unknown government. We have unknown... Uh, well, now we even have unknown bishops. Where are we going? We as Christians, we must wake up. The messages that we must preach in church must be the one that must make Christians arise and defend this nation. There is a time, you see, sir, you know, when we follow this man, people ask us why. You see, he has switched mode, and the mode is for us to defend the integrity of our nation, Nigeria. This is not the time for Mickey Mouse prayer. This is not the time for you to be ashamed. This is the time for you as Christians to stand and be counted. This is the time for us to build with one hand and with the other hand we carry our sword because we are ready to fight. This is not the time for us to be ashamed. This is not the time for us to be reticent. This is the time for us to march forward because you know what some people want to steal the destiny of Nigeria they want to steal the destiny of your children they want to steal the destiny of your grandchildren I forbid it I rebuke it and it will not happen in the name of Jesus what nation will students not be in university for eight months and things are going on as if they're as if it's normal if you are not incensed, if you are not angry, I'm angry on your behalf. And for some of us that are thinking that, guess what? 
Ah, don't worry. In a few years, my children will go abroad. They are waiting for you. Central Bank is waiting for you. As of today, now, I, uh, pounds is 755 naira to one. And we are busy. We are doing vigil. I'm not saying vigil is bad. But guess what? Rise in your spirit, man. We are going to defend this nation. And it will work for us in the name of Jesus. Let me quickly go to, to, to uh, Matthew 5. How, how does this thing happen? Let me demonstrate it for you. Almost in technicolor. Matthew 13, 24 to 25. Pastor Kola, please let me be looking at the time. When it's time for me to go, I'll stop there and we'll continue some other time. Matthew 13, 24 to 25. He says, another parable, parable he put forth to them, saying, this is in red letters, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. Some people planted good seed in Nigeria. Our forefathers, many of them planted good seeds in Nigeria. This is the same Nigeria that the princes and the kings of Saudi Arabia were coming for medical treatment in UCH. Hello? Hello? There's a picture that is going around social media showing late president Sho Shagari walking and leaders of the world were holding up and holding up umbrellas for him. That's when Nigeria had integrity. That's when Nigeria, if Nigeria sneezed the whole of Africa and the world caught cold because we knew who we are. And now they've reduced us to something that you and I we are scuttling like rats to British and American embassy because we want to get a visa. As of this month, I think I've lost about six members of my staff who have left pillars in my company who have left the country because they are going abroad, either to Canada or to UK or to United States. It's not, I'm not losing staff to other people. I'm losing staff to international what do you think this uh, this is the future of the country that is leaving the country if you don't understand why is america keen to have them why is canada keen to have them because they are the ones that can build their nation so the people who are going to build our nation will have nobody left because of gross ineptitude negligence criminal negligence and then we Christians are here and we are saying what? It's okay. What is okay? If you say it's okay, I'll fight you. And then it's well. What's well? It's not well. Even doctors are leaving. Yes, sir. Nurses are leaving. There's a, there's, there's a, there's a, uh, uh, the daughter of a, I think I've said this story before. There's a daughter of a member of this church and she was going and her mom came, brought her to me and said, Oh, she's leaving. I know her brother is in the United Kingdom. So I said, ah, Darren, hi. Oh, when you get there, is your brother coming to meet you? He said, no, we are going straight to some remote village in the UK. Ah, I said, only you? He said, no. All of us that graduated from nursing from the University of Lagos, they carried all of us and we're going. Oh, oh. And then you get to the hospital, you wonder why there are no nurses and there. Look, guess what? If you are not upset, I'm here to give you 
justified indignation this morning so that it will prompt you to fight for this nation and you rise and God will give us victory in the name of Jesus. Let me just quickly go. He says, it's like a man sowed good seed in the street, but while men slept, his enemies came and sowed tears amongst them, among the wheat, and went his way. The enemies came. The question is, who are you? What are you and I sleeping on? What are you sleeping on as a Christian? What, are you, what am I sleeping on? Anytime that I feel lazy about doing the work of God, I ask myself, I remind myself that I'm on an assignment. So no matter how difficult it is, I must get up and go and do it. God has called me to an assignment. God has called you to an assignment. So whether it is raining or not, I must come to church. Whether I feel like it or not, I must come to church. Do you think Pastor Femi feels like coming to church every day? You think he doesn't have weak moments? He comes here and he braces up or any of the pastors. Come on guys, do we feel like coming to church every day? There are times you just want to put that duvet over you. Can anybody feel me? But tell your neighbor there's work to be done. It's time for work. Ladies, do you understand me? It is time for work. It is time for you to fight for the for the future of your children. It is time for your children not to be second class citizens in the country that we are in. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. It says, while men slept, enemies parted tears. Tears are hindrances. They limit, they imitate the original. The tear can look like wheat. But guess what? They come in the way of harvesting. Jesus was not referring to a physical sleep, but a spiritual and mental sleep. While men slept over their nation, the enemy planted tears. While they slept over their businesses, the enemy planted tears. While they slept over their families, the enemies planted tears. While they slept over their health, the enemies planted tears. While men slept over their salvation, the enemies planted tears. My question is that what are you sleeping on this morning? I cannot answer. What are you sleeping on? There are times that even physically, the Holy Spirit will wake you up at 3 o'clock and will tell you, get up and pray. Some of us will roll to the other side. Am I right? Have you done that before? When God wakes you, he says, time to pray. Time to fight for the soul of your nation time to fight for the soul of your family time to fight for the soul of your health i'm working with a mentor of mine who lost his wife maybe on tuesday we're trying to put the funeral is on friday or thursday or friday what she just complained that she had a little pain and in a matter of short period all over I'm not saying that we, you know, things do happen. But guess what? They may have been, God may have given a room for intervention. Don't sleep. Wake up. Wake up. May you never be caught napping at the wrong time in the name of Jesus. Now back to our 
original text. The background of this was that the protect, there was a protected war between the house of David and the house of Saul. God had rejected Saul and anointed David in his place. David had fled from Saul and was now living like a fugitive in caves, in fields, in outlying places. Read the whole of 1 Chronicles 12. It will tell you what I'm talking about. He did not show his face in the city because Saul had put a bounty on his head. Now let me tell you the way God works. God, Saul was still parading himself as king, not knowing that the glory had departed from him. There are some people in Nigeria that they are still parading themselves as king. They don't know that glory has departed from them. It's just a matter of time. Let me tell you what, when Saul was going, the siren was still going before him. When Saul was going, the security people were still following him. When Saul was going, they were still calling him, Your Excellency. But glory had departed. May the glory never depart from us in the name of Jesus. You know what? God knew. Even though Saul was king, God knew that Saul could never birth the destiny of Israel. God knew that in the loins of Saul, he could never produce a Jesus. So even though Saul was there for a while, God knew what he was doing. Some people are reigning for a while in Nigeria. God is going to dethrone them like Saul and is going to give us our David in the name of Jesus. I don't like your amen. I'm not, I'm not talking politics. The fact that there are some people in position right now, they are like Saul. But God knows that the destiny of this nation can never be better through them. The same way he removed Saul and replaced him with a David. By the mercies of the living God, God is going to remove every soul that is holding back the destiny of this nation and is going to replace him with a David. He says, I should tell you not to fret, sir. Do not fret. The fact that you see some people in power, he says, I put Saul in power and when it was time, I removed him. Between now and 2023, some people are going to be removed. Let me try here. I said between now and 2023, some people are going to be removed. Those who say they have Nigeria on lockdown, the same way that the kingdom was rendered from David, from Saul, it will be torn away from them in the name of Jesus. Why? What did they do, sir? What did Saul? What, what was Saul's offense? He trivialized the things of God. He took it lightly. He made himself like God. The Bible says that Saul did not bow to anybody again. There are some people who are saying this is the destiny of Nigeria. Let me tell you, by the mercies of the living God, anybody that has made a boast concerning this country, and it is not in the name of the Lord, he will shame them in the name of Jesus. He will shame them in the name of Jesus. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. 
Nigeria is not going down. Nigeria is going up. Nigeria is for Jesus. Nigeria will be celebrated. Nigeria will be elevated. Nigeria will be promoted. Shout! Like I said, Saul was still parading himself. People were still following him. They were running around with him. He was wearing priests, he was wearing kingly robes. He was even living in the palace. But David was living in a cave. And God switched. <laughs> God switched. <laughs> God what? Switch. There's going to be a switch. By the name of God, by the prophecy of the God of Grace Assembly, there is going to be a switch in the name of Jesus. Man of God, 1998, you announced a switch. It was a Wednesday service, and all of us were held our hands up in despair. We didn't know what was happening again. And the man of God came and he said, guess what? There will be a switch. It didn't take up to one week. Abacha died. And came what? A switch. Tell your neighbor, tap your neighbor. There's going to be a switch. Look somebody and say, there's going to be a switch. Look a third customer and say, there's going to be a switch. It's going to be well with this nation. <laughs> You know, it says in my notes, I said it was in the same, in the position of seeming disadvantage that Saul had, that God converted it to an advantage. Let me read, um, let me read, let me read something to you. Give me 1 Chronicles 12, 1 and 2. First, now, these were the men who came to David at Ziglag while he was still what? While he was living in the palace. He was what? From Saul the son of Kish. And they were among the mighty men, helpers in the war. God is going to send Nigeria help. Oh, I don't like it. I said God is going to send Nigeria help. Help is coming our way in the name of Jesus. Armed with bows, using both the right hand and left hand. That means that they were dexterous. You know that English? They were dex ambidextrous. Sorry, ambidextrous. That means they could use. They were skilled men. They any which way. They knew economy. They knew warfare. They knew prayer. They knew battle. Whatever. They want to be dexterous. I'm telling you the kind of men that God is going to raise. And are you one of those men? And it says, they are right and left hand in hurling stones and shooting arrows with the bow. That would have helped. I would have kept quiet there. Please read the read the next verse. They were what? Who? Saul, Saul that was looking for David. So, if 
even his own brothers switch camp there's going to be a switch I'm not saying this to make you happy I'm telling you factually what is about to happen so those who were on the side of those who want to about the destiny of Nigeria, God is going to do something that is going to convert, that is going to make sure that those people, they come into the camp of David. And we are the camp of David. May that be our portion in the name of Jesus. Despite Saul's throne, all the tribes of Israel were declaring for David. Just read that scripture all the way down. 2 Samuel 3, 1. This was the result of the switch. Now there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. But, the David, but David grew what? And the house of God grew? I love, it's one of my favorite scriptures. The houses of the enemy of Nigeria will grow weaker and weaker in the name of Jesus. It has just not become apparent to them yet. It is against this background that the tribes of Issachar, led by their 200 chiefs, declared for David they saw all of this and they knew the times they had an understanding of the time they knew Ichabod had happened glory had departed from Saul so while some people who are not understanding of the time were still looking at the trappings of office and following Saul they went with David and I'm going to give you four or five things that you must do so that you can help you understand the time and I'll close with that this morning i want to talk about the value chain principle but the time will not allow me maybe some other time we'll talk about the value chain principle how many of you have heard of this called value chain value chain you know i realize that the longer the value chain pastor the more wealth that is created the shorter the value chain the more or how do i call it poverty when you take telecommunications and you take it from the beginning right to the end there's so much value chain in the, one day i'm going to teach the principle of value chain maybe maybe next week i don't know pray to god so that we understand it it is so applicable in the things of god value chain god created in the beginning god created the heaven and the that's the value chain god's value chain when god said inhabit this earth have dominion you are part of the value chain of god but that's another message for another day let me give you the quick what i call the value chain principles one know where god is standing always be sensitive to the spirit know where god is standing at any point in time you must ask yourself where god is standing in this situation and align with where god is standing Somebody says it's not in the Bible that one with God is the majority. That is not. Yeah, it may not have been in the Bible the way they say it, but guess what? If you are standing with God, you are standing with everything. And we are sta if you are not standing with God, you are standing with nothing. They knew where God was standing. They knew God had left Saul and God was with David. And then they went to stand there. But that's why the Bible says that the sons of Issachar, they knew they had an understanding of the times and they knew what Israel ought to do. One, know where God is standing. Every time, in a matter, 
ask yourself where, where is God standing because that's where I want to stand hallelujah number two no matter how attractive do not remain when God has left no matter how attractive some of us we need to break certain relationships some of us we need to break certain business partners you know why because God has left the place the reason why you are suffering is because you are suffering like a busybody God had not asked you God at a point in time God said to Abraham and um, to uh, uh, Abraham you must depart I think it was Abraham and Laban Lot Lot I beg your pardon and Lot Abraham and Lot he says depart he said he's my cousin you don't understand God this is my mother's what do you say my mother's sister's child we are from the same place God said no depart some of you you are still hanging on to where God has left and that's why you are struggling so much you are struggling there's a job that you're holding on to God says leave that job I'm not asking you to run you must get clear instructions but when it's time to go go hallelujah amen no matter what number three never be carried away by the trappings of office some of us we are following the wealth that accompanies the station that we see we talk about that later on and number four i said to my i said here you must always have a mentor give me that scripture again that scripture um first corinthians 12 32 it says what it says their chiefs were 200 and all their brethren were at their some of their brethren were at their command half of their brethren were at their command a quarter of their brethren were at their command so when the man of god says let's move and he's speaking the voice of god you follow you follow he says all the men were where at their command which means that they were formidable there was nobody backbiting there was nobody sniggering here there's nobody i don't know what they're doing you know you know every time i just go to that church i really don't know what they're doing that's not what god is asking you to do at this time god is saying to you that all of us must be at his command when the trumpet sounds all of us must respond let me add with one more scripture because my time is done and that scripture two let me just take it it's found in proverbs 4 5 verse 5 it says get wisdom get understanding do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth give me verse 7 verse 7 of the same he said wisdom is the principal thing therefore get what and in all you're getting get what I ask you again, Grace Assembly, this morning, what time is it? We're going to leave it here at this time. If we have an opportunity, we take it further. Yes, next Sunday we take it further, sir. We look at it. I want us to look ask ourselves question what time do you have an understanding i know pastor took us a series on understanding maybe we should go back and look at that series 
the more you understand the business you are in the more profitable it is for you the more you understand the value chain that you are operating in the more you are able to take advantage of it let's leave that till next Sunday let us rise and just pray quickly to God and ask God grant me understanding the word has come to me and asked me this morning it says what time is it as a child of God what time really is it for me what time is it grant me understanding it says the people of the sons of Issachar they had an understanding and they knew they had an understanding of the times we're in 2022 what time is it for me grant me understanding I want to know what to do precisely yes thank you my brother precisely what I need to do at this time tomorrow morning is a breakthrough prayer meeting for businesses maybe your word will come at that time I do not know but I need to know exactly what time I'm in. I want you to pray for your business. Pray for Nigeria. Pray, pray for your finances. Pray even for your family. I want to know exactly what time it is. I want to have an understanding of the time of my children so I will not bring them up wrongly. I want to know an understanding of the times of my wife so that my marriage will be sweet. I want to know an understanding of what God requires of me of this time. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Father, we thank you for the time that we have spent in your presence. We ask that, Lord, as you have come and you have spoken to us, may the word be multiplied in our hearts in the name of Jesus. In this season, we want to have an understanding of the time, which means we must have more of you. We must dwell more in your word. We must, be, we, must, we must put ourselves more in you. Father, grant us the grace in the name of Jesus. Because you said nobody comes to you except you have called them. Father, call us to you. Let us be inside of you. Let us have a full understanding of the times. And it will be well with us in Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Amen. Have you been blessed this morning? If you've been blessed, I want you to put your hands together for... Hallelujah.